greetings, everyone. Ah, you're the one yelling today. I like the sound of being loud. Far away from the microphone. The sound of silence. I hate that disturbed cover so much. I agree. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D. Sometimes you hear us talk about music. Other times you talk. Uh, we talk about crying. Um, as always, I am your host, Tyler. And I am Till. There's a lot of singing, strangely. Well, I thought that's where we were going with that. No. Oh. If you're new to the show, although I did listen to Intervision, System of a Down song, I'm away in, and I was just like moving my throat to get this, <laughs> what he does. Uh, RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and sing politely sing! into the void about various aspects of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. So, speaking about singing, I was yeah. actually watching yeah, a yeah, video yeah. the other day yeah. of this uh, audition for the German version of The Voice. That voice! So, so... <laughs> so... Look up what... Voice in German... Dutch steam. Yes, steamy, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but yes. So oh, it's D, D steam. So I'm sitting there, and they're like, "Oh, this is such a good cover." This, and I'm like, you know, oh, they're always singing, you know, Frank Sinatra or you oh, know, Blue Eyes Baby. Yeah, or you know, some '80s rock. Fly me to the moon. I will. I will. I, you can guess all day, but I'll let you go ahead and try to guess what you think. Give me just the band. That you think this person covered? Any clues? Like any clues? It's definitely not what you think. Okay. Um, the furthest thing that you can think. A German person covering an American band. It is an American. I believe it's an American band. I, I'm not familiar with them enough, but I do believe it is American. Creed. No. Fuck. Um. Was it close? Hard. No. Okay. Uh, they would be found on. Uh, what's? Just, okay, I'm gonna guess another one. Tell me how to record. Good. Okay. Um. Smashing Pumpkins. Far away. Hotter or colder than Creed? Hotter, I suppose. Okay. Um, Not bad. Depends. Beach Boys. Colder, way colder, much colder. Okay, 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 okay. Give me a, give me a year, an what, epoch. What? Uh, this is what we is talk about in the channel. Thirty nine on Sirius. What is that? Thirty nine. Yeah. What is that? Liquid metal. Is thirty nine. Liquid metal? Was it 37? They would be on liquid 37, metal. 37 is octane. 39 yeah. is liquid metal. Yeah. They'd be on okay. liquid metal. Okay. Judas Priest? No. Ozzy. Or nope. Black Sabbath? Nope. Um, contemporary or older? Contemporary. Um, Slipknot. Lamb of God. Ah, yes. That's good. And, like, she killed it. There's some good Lamb of God songs. She fucking killed it. I don't remember her name is. It's, like... Stuber, I think her name, <laughs> no, I'm I'm totally serious. I think her name's like. Isn't that a stupid movie? That I just think came her name's out? Stephanie Stuber. What's that band? Ginger? Do you know that band? No. You know the band Ginger? No. Ginger's a metal band with a female front lead from um, they're from a place like a Scandinavian. Oops, nope. Ginger band. Uh, Bam. Found it. Ukrainian. It was Stephanie Stuber. Stuber, you yeah. would probably like this, honestly, because she's a good-looking woman. She's a oh. fascinating lady. The music's in my in my headphones, so you can't hear it. It's okay. We'll look but it up she, later. But she does a good old ye old growl. Okay. It's probably right up your alley, because you're going to go see uh, Rancid soon, or you just, oh, well, timeline. Recording at this some in point. a certain day. You will at have seen point. Rancid at some point. We've been to a lot of shows lately. At some point. We'll see. We'll see how Thursday goes. Oh, man. So. Go. 
We gotta get into the show at some point. Yes, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it's D and D. Yeah, we I would like to just heads up, season two has been very loose in terms of our Fast structure. Fast and loose. Honestly, if you go back to the beginning of the show. We used to be very focused. We were like, we pull had a topic notes from the thing. Prepared. I had bullet points of points I wanted to make. And now, I feel like it's the natural progression of any show. 100%. Where you become more comfortable. And I think that's what people enjoy more. Like, if I, I would wanted, agree. If I wanted D&D, like, like a D&D newscast, that'd be different. We should make we D&D, D&D newsletter. We we could could send a D&D, D&D newsletter that we send out with the show. Ooh, I like that. You want to type it up? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll look into that. Okay. I might have some free time soon. Uh, and it would just be like... This is what's happening in terms of book releases, content, and here's yeah. an opinion article, like something yeah. like that. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Oh, you could, that's Maybe. something you could just do yeah. for fun. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, um, okay so I want to... We actually do have something we want to talk about. I want to talk about doors. <laughs> Very important topics need to be discussed. I'll talk about doors. And I have a similar going off that objects in general. Doors yeah. and barriers. Yes. That's. I'm going to go to the DM's guide to have this up because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, doors. Because mm-hmm. who knows the rules for doors? Nobody. Besides like saying it takes a DC 15... Sleight of hand to pick it. I don't know. Does it? Does it? It depends. No. Doesn't eight. Chapter eight provides. Oh, we'll chapter eight. Hey, let's focus on your doors, man. All right. The reason I bring up doors is because it's a kind of an ongoing joke for the Critical Role campaign or many other campaigns is that the hardest enemy they encounter are doors. Doors. Yeah. Or like, uh, you know, if you if you're overly descriptive about a door to your party, it's creepy. They'll take hours with this door, right? Yeah, like you just want to describe an ornate door, and they're like, okay, well, we got to do this and this, check for traps, yeah. detect magic, Doors have such dispel. a power. They have such a power. The worst thing is, the worst thing is when somebody has a door described to them, and they go up to check for traps, and they roll like an eight. Because then they're like, fuck, I know there's something. Fuck, there definitely could be something. And then they just and agonize really, over I really it. hate that because then somebody else will walk up like, I check for traps too. As opposed Nine. to taking. Ah, crap. As opposed to taking the word of the rogue who, you know, you normally let check for traps. Mm-hmm. But if you hear the roll, you're like, I'm going to check too. So it, it's immediately like a. Um, what's the I like that. I'm going to tell people I can't do that. I'm going to say one person can check. Who do you want it to be? Unless there's two rogues in the Or party. you establish aiding. In advance, like yeah. you, you can't just check, check, right? Yeah, because no, it, no it breaks, it breaks the immersion. No back, no back, back, back checks. checks. It breaks the immersion. I, I like really feel that. like it does. I, I agree, especially with like a, or like if I tell one person to make a perception check and then everyone else asks, "Can I make a perception nope. check?" That, no, nope, it was I that, person. that person. Um, I'm trying to find this section on fucking doors here because there's a whole thing about doors and about the kind like is the door stuck is the door locked or is the door barred right okay. you were just um, there where'd it go i well i wanted to go to you clipped away from i me. did i wanted to go to chapter eight you silly silly man okay fine i'll go back to it i'm just saying you were looking for a specific thing and you went away from it okay there it is oh shit green slide there it is doors dungeon doorways might be set with plain arches and lintels they might be a festoon with carvings and gargoyles or leering faces or engraved with sigils that reveal clues as to what lies beyond nah! There's stuck doors, locked doors, barred doors, secret doors, trap doors, um, everything, concealed doors, mm-hmm. portcullis, portcullises. I feel like this mm-hmm. plural should be portcullis. Darkness and light, and like there's a whole, you know, there's a whole thing about dungeon stuff. Yeah. Walls, mm-hmm. walls. Walls are important. The basic, 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 basic door stuff. Stuck doors. Mm-hmm. Opening a door that's stuck takes a strength check. Okay. Um, the DC is established in running the game. Locked doors. You have to make they can you can smash the door up with a strength check, or you can make a dexterity check with thieves tools. Oh shit! I fucked up last session. What? 
Characters who don't have the key to a locked door can pick the lock with a successful dexterity check. Doing so requires thieves' tools and proficiency in their use. Yeah, of course. Sorry, Docto. I'm, well, no, because we established proficiency oh. in their use allows you the proficiency oh. bonus. Oh, yeah. But we yeah. we thought that it would give you... He we was right. He was right. We shouldn't yeah. have been able to free those people. Yeah. Sorry, Docto. You're okay. going to hear this late. But. It's okay. We. I mean, we would have got them out. In time. Yeah. They can also force the door, strength check, smash the door, blah, 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 blah. Or barred door is similar to a locked door, because there's no lock to pick, and you just have to basically smash it open. Or try to lift the bars from the other yeah. side somehow with, like, a magic. I don't know. Oh, I mean, if you just take an axe and just cut, like, a hole so you can get your arms But through. the the thing, and the important thing, is it on here somewhere? Uh, is trapped stuff. Can we talk about, like, the hardness of a door for a second? I don't know if hardness exists anymore. It does. It has to. I was just, I just looked for it. Hardness used to be... A thing, a very important thing. A very important stat, stat of objects that if you attacked a door or whatever, you would subtract its hardness from the damage you did. Yeah. If it has a hardness of seven, anything you do... Uh-huh. I don't think hardness exists anymore, and we've just assumed it did this entire time for years. Everything, any object that I have has hardness, period. If I have to make it up, fine, but it has a hardness. So, like, if I attacked a door, I would, you know, roll my... At- and my attack would be fine, whatever I'm going to hit, roll the damage, subtract the hardness. I think doors have resistance to slashing damage also, by the way. Uh, piercing. Piercing, fine, yeah. Like a rope has resistance to bludgeoning damage. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah. Or, um, you know, those kinds of things. So I don't think hardness exists anymore. Okay. So in smashing a door, you're no longer making the attack with the damage. You're making a strength check with your weapon. Go on. That's that's it. That's that's it. That's the rules. Continue. And maybe if you're using a weapon, you could give them advantage on the check. What? I'm just I'm looking for things that used to have hardness. Um, okay. Look for a chest. Chest, equipment. No. No. Hardness doesn't exist anymore. How have we not noticed that? I don't know, because we because we just I feel like it. I've encountered things that have hardness, but like we just made them. We just made it up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, if there's hardness out there, tell us where. Again, this is a rule streamlining thing. We're like, we don't need hardness. They're just gonna smash it. Yeah, like, that, that, that's true. Yeah, eventually they're gonna smash it. And that was something you we established. Tell them it takes extra tries, but yeah. Something we established a while ago was if you're not under a time constraint, I'm not gonna bother making you make the check. Oh, it's so stupid. Right. But if you're smashing something. Again, I'm not going to make you make the check unless, like, orcs are breaking down the other door yeah. and you're trying to smash through this door. Then I, then you need to hurry the fuck up and make the check. 100%. So maybe this is a case of, shut up, Fitbit, that you need to make the check, and if you have the right object, like a battering ram or something, gives you advantage or gives you a bonus or whatever. Uh, does she, my wife didn't. Okay, she did text me. I didn't. Okay, sorry. Uh, so doors become a barrier but like everything else they're very loose about how to deal with said door Mm -hmm. Um, and especially magical and trapped doors yeah like how does the can you smash a magic door I don't think you can Um, I think you can dispel it and then smash it what's a magic door what if there's literally just a door with a magical enchantment on it that makes it magical so you're saying a plus one door yeah plus one door I would say it would be harder to smash I would say that you, because I didn't think magic items could be destroyed necessarily. I think that magic items, we talked about this last episode, yeah. two episodes ago, two episodes ago. that I think they can be worn down. So this is probably a case-by-case basis. Like a, a magic arrow, you shoot it, loses enchantment. Yes. that's a, Once it loses enchantment, it can be break. I agree. The, that's the point. The magic does have a terminating point of some kind. It probably varies. It's probably very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, if I took a, a magic quarterstaff, I could probably, a Tarrasque could probably break it in half. 
right? Yeah. So a magical door would just take excessive. I like the idea of a plus one door, by the way. I'm going to make rules for plus one door, plus, plus two door, plus three door, door of uh, indestructible door, um, uh, you know, vorpal door. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so every time it splinters, there's a chance of cutting your head off. Oh, no. You know in um like a Star Trek where the doors slide open? Yeah. Vorpal door. If you miss, if you're in too late, it just cuts you in half. It's cut your head yeah. off and it closes. That's like uh, 13 ghosts. Yes. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Exactly. I like Enchanted Doors. I think it's a very funny I idea. I like 13 Ghosts. I don't think it was that good of a movie. It was very gory. I enjoyed that. Or what's the movie, the Resident Evil movie with the elevator? Yeah. Yeah. Where the girl gets stuck in the elevator, gets her head cut off. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trapped Doors is really where people get hung up. Like your adventurers. A if trapped you, doors. If you, if you describe, you walk. You guys walk up to this door. It's a, you know a oaken wooden door, dark stain, heavy steel hinges with iron bands across the front, and there's golden, uh, uh, there's filigree. golden filigree. Thank you. Can come up with the word mm-hmm. all across its surface, depicting blah 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 blah. What do you do if you ask that last part especially? What do you do? They're not gonna be like oh I, I walked through. They're like well, wait a minute. <laughs> Why did you describe this just now? So I guess the question becomes: Do you describe? Every door in such detail so they get used to it. I saw a funny tweet. Go ahead. That said, yes, you describe everything with the same importance. So it's um oh shit, what was the tweet? It was like you wander the city streets, these you know old cobblestones that have been worn by the passing feet. You you walk by this tavern with the old sign swinging and creaking in the wind. There's 25 devils over there in the corner, and you see this merchant <laughs> who's selling hot dogs. Like everything is the same importance, whatever it is. You know, big little wait, back you know, up 25 devils. Yeah, <laughs> just like wait a minute. <laughs> What did you say? So the door should be equitable to other things in the dungeon. But what if you really designed that door and it's fucking pretty? So um, you ever remember old video games where you could tell what objects were interactable oh, because they were high, they were basically highlighted yeah. textures. Yeah. So you could you could be like, oh, I can't use this because it looks the same as everything else. Resident Evil, shoot this point. Exactly. Whereas I I know I can interact with these things. It's it's meta gaming. If I describe the door so it's a highlighted texture, you're like, oh well, this is interactable in some way. Basically, yeah. this is this is an autosave moment where I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna you know get my steel umbrella out and hold it in front of me while I pick lock so a, a dart that comes out of the door doesn't stab me in the face. <laughs> um, That's a great idea. Mimic doors. <gasps> nice. Why aren't there mimic doors? You gotta pick the lock starts eating. And it's you. eating your fucking hand exactly, or it just slaps you. He just collapses on you and hits you in the face. Or doors that go nowhere, right? They they, they spend all this time lockpicking ah. traps. Open it. Brick wall. Ah, the old H.H. Holmes house. Mm-hmm. I got you. So I I like doors. Can we talk about traps a couple a while yes. last season? We've never maybe. talked about just doors. We never talked about doors because doors are such a great opportunity. Well, just thresholds in general, sure. But it, it's such a joke because it it's real. Yeah. It's like you described, you told me ages ago when you were DMing a campaign, you, you got your players to a river. Mm-hmm. And they spent two hours before they crossed the fucking river. Yeah. There was no reason. You just said you come to a river. Yeah. It, no, it wasn't a river. It was a creek like- Creek or something? It was like a three foot wide creek. Yeah. It was like Robin Hood men in tights where they could have just jumped across it, no problem. But they sat there and agonized over what to do. And people do that Because with- why did this creek show up all of a sudden? Yeah, why did you tell me about the creek? Why uh, you- oh, no, it was actually, no, there were, uh, zombies on the other side, the zombies were confused by the running water. They're like, do we, you know, because they're zombies, they're stupid. Once they saw other people, like. It's offensive to zombies. Once, once they saw people coming towards them, they had no problem getting across, but the people observed the zombies struggling to deal with it at first, and so they thought there was something weird with the creek itself. Oh, well, I didn't know that part, but that's funny. So is there any way 
Aside from sort of equitable, <laughs> equitable description of objects, is there any way to make doors less of a joke and more of a feature? Less of a bug, more of a feature. Just get rid of them. Fuck doors. No doors. No doors. Just every door is you come to a door. Come to a door. Yep. Or or you say that you come to a fancy door. You come to a plain door. Yeah. You come Just to yeah. simpler descriptors. Because otherwise you're going to... such s- a letdown. But describing things in such a way would just... Oh, my God. Just thinking of just describing everything as with having Well, what if you, before or, the session, prepped... The moss like, is dewy. And before you prepped... Dewy moss. You prepped a dozen door descriptors and you just said, this door. This door. And every door you came to, you just used one of those. Uh, just, or you mad-libbed it. I, I you like, have a door line and you mad-lib in the, the ver- uh, adjectives. I like the idea of fancy door. This is a fancy door. This is a plain door. This is a metal door. <laughs> metal door. Yeah. This is a stone door. Yeah. This is a. This is a. Well, then you you're missing out on things this like this is, is a door of dwarven construction. This is you know where somebody can use a skill. That's a dwarf skill, stone cutting. Yeah. To, well, it's not defined like hidden. Is it a gnome? No, it's dwarven stone cutting, or something like that. Stone cutting. Yeah. Hidden doors. How how do you manage fucking hidden doors? At that point, it's just you know. A lot of that, I think, is, unless they're actually doing it, passive perception or investigation. My hidden door, I think. Secret doors. Detecting a secret door is passive, right? Yeah. So you need to know there's stuff. Characters can also find a door by actively searching for it. Um, they have to do a perception check to do yeah. that. Yeah. But again, it's one of those things where if you're not under time constraint, I'm going to let you find it eventually. Um, if you say you're looking for it. Yeah, like, I'm searching this room until I find a fucking secret yeah. door. Like, well, okay, you're going to be here for hours. That's yeah. fine. I'll spend hours. Guess what? You found a secret door. Um... But, you know, you don't want to. You don't want to ask. Make a perception check. It's the worst. Without without them saying this is what they want to do. Yeah. Always always roll that for yourself. Yes. Well, it's especially important to get passive perceptions written down beforehand, so you can know. No. Oh, like hey, uh, you know, cuckoo Jesus, you think that wall looks a lot of shape, mm-hmm. and there might be something important there. I read an old Pathfinder story, uh, about a gentleman who decided since rope had once upon a time a hardness yeah. and hit points yeah he decided to just wrap himself in rope so as to absorb some of the blows that he was That's taking. not how that would work it's not but it was a funny idea until somebody set the rope on fire yes that would be a problem so that's something that this always reminds me of it's like yeah i like the idea of using these just mundane throwaway things for creative well, purposes boxers will wrap their hands in rope won't they in reality? Isn't that a thing? Rope? No. That's just cloth. I'm pretty sure I've seen footage of boxers. Maybe it was on a TV show. Of somebody wrapping their hands in rope as like a makeshift boxing glove. Maybe like in like Muay Thai fighting. But Muay Thai? Pad Thai? But yeah, definitely not in American boxing. But um, but yeah, I just like the idea of using just silly, not silly things, but just mundane things that we all take for granted for interesting purposes for fun purposes in the dark souls 3 video game you can use two doors as weapons there's shields that you can slam together and charge at somebody i think that mercer did that with a giant in crit roll 2 season 2 because a door is a shield he, Makes sense he for had a giant. two he had two massive shields that essentially looked like massive like metal doors that he used to push people into a lava flow ah smart like a like a bulldozer yeah Doors. Interesting conundrum. Our, I think, advice really is maintain, manage expectations around doors. 
and just everything just keep it uniform otherwise you're giving stuff away it sucks there's really because you, sometimes you want to do that but you haven't been you like, haven't been building it up you know? like maybe if you like walk into the entrance of like some angelic chamber and you're describing that in a bit more detail fine but again anytime that you do that just make sure your players are gonna you know you, you I, tell them they don't need to do anything or you know tell them that or let them ride if you want to just let them sit there for oh, a fucking hour God. If you're the kind of DM that wants to not do any work, let them ride. Over-describe a door. Let them agonize on it. Two hours later, be like, okay, you opened it. Nothing happened. I would love to hear a, some anyone's story about Oh, but time... you should give XP out, though, if you, like, overcome a hard Oh, door. Yeah. yeah. Or not even just – you should give XP out for the players doing what they thought was necessary in that moment. Like, anytime somebody's dedicating two hours to something – I give them some experience. Not a lot, maybe. Unless the door mimic eats them, then obviously. Yeah, well. But yeah, just give us a time that, you know, you had your players just agonize over something and you wanted to tell them to stop, but you couldn't. We'll be right back. The wild Tauros fled. Well, that brings up a great point that we should talk about. Hi, we're back. Hey there. Um, I feel like there was something. Surviving a deadly encounter? Is that what we were about to talk no, about? No, that I wanted to mention. Oh, hello. Thriving in an impossible situation. And I don't remember what it was now. Torasked. Um, yeah. That's an interesting thought. Well, I wanted. So it's a meme on the internet that a first level Aarakocra. Let's see, Tarask versus. Era, I you spell Aarakocra? K-O. Aarakocra? No. Uh, I can't spell it. How to kill a trust in less than an hour. Level one, Aarakocra cleric. Um, cantrip, sacred flame. So you just, as long as the trust doesn't flee, you can just fly because the trust can't reach you and sacred flame it to death. I feel like you should actually be explaining what we're talking about. If Hi. Hi. Um, we're talking about a cheesy way that people think you can kill a Tarask by being a level one Aarakocra cleric. In that you essentially fly, because you have fly speed of 50, and stay at the edge of your range and cast Sacred Flame, and the Tarask in 5th edition sucks and has no way to hit you. It doesn't have magical reflection anymore? It, that's the thing. It's not a line or a magic missile. So I will pull up the Tarask, which yeah. I think is SRD. Probably not, honestly. I spelled it wrong. How do you spell Tarask? Luckily, I know how to spell Tarask. So, aside from it having legendary resistance, it has magic resistance. So it gets advantage on the deck save, which has plus zero. And it's reflective carapace. Anytime it's targeted by a line magic spell. missile, line spell, or a spell that requires a range attack Sacred roll. Flame is a deck save. Okay. So that that's fine. It has no regeneration. So has no range level attacks. one, you have what? A thirteen DC? A max of a max of fourteen, really. Well no, I mean I mean so theoretically, if you rolled, you could have plus five, so you have a fifteen DC. Well a coke air coker gets But what? typically you should have a thirteen DC. Yeah, call as, it thirteen. So with advantage, it has to roll thirteen or better every time. Yeah. And then you're doing between 1 and 8 damage? It has 676 health. And and they don't regenerate anymore? Nope. Oh, man. They just regenerate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The 5th edition Tarrasque sucks. Tarrasque. And they don't have a burrow speed. They just have they a burrow don't? speed. No. So can't even run away. 
I mean, you can run away, but you can follow it. But speed is it would, 40. You fly faster. Well, no, because you fly 50, it does 80. So it'll get oh, away eventually. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's, I mean, you could you could make it run away. That's essentially your, your, the extent of your abilities. So somebody did a great breakdown here. I read it, and it said it would take you roughly 42 minutes of D&D time because it would succeed. It would, it, uh, Ticket Flame has a roughly effective 36% chance of hitting it mm-hmm. doing X amount of damage, you know, roughly 1.6 damage per cast. Um, so it's just going to take you a long time. It's going to take you a long time. Fair. take you a long fucking time. Stupid, but fair. I don't like it. Like, that's the things I hate about this game, right there. The Tarrasque could be killed by a level 1 Aarakocra er- Cleric? Just that somebody thought of that. I hate that. Well, it's called theory crafting, and it's funny. No. It's not. It annoys me to no end. Why? Uh, just you spent play the game. hours making your play character's the family tree. That's to play the game. This person's planning to kill a Tarrasque at level one. They're playing the game. If a DM throws a Tarrasque at a party of level one characters, you're a bad DM. Five level one Aarakocra clerics. They'd kill it in 18, no, wait. 13 minutes of game, no. Eight minutes of game. Okay. Done. Yeah. Eight minutes of rounds? 80 rounds? Yeah. Round? That would be so an the, eternity. Um, Fuck that. Who wants to do that? The the counterpoint is that the Tarrasque's intelligence is just high enough that it would know to throw things at you. <laughs> yeah. Because it's got some serious arms. So yeah. It's got guns. It goes to the gun show. Oh, yeah. It'll hit you every time. Right. Because it's... 15, 20, 15. 20, 20 feet. Oh, on, oh, on his tail. Yeah. So, yeah, it would scoop things up because the legendary or, resistance doesn't help you. Is it going to jump and try to bite you if you're sitting at 50 feet? Oh, how far can it jump? I don't know. Oh, my God. Strength 30. Strength 30, so. It's vertical leap is whatever. It's what? Whether uh, running start, it's only half. I hate. No, it's a quarter. It's a quarter for vertical, half for length. No, you can run your you strength. Get, you can jump your strength score with a running start. Horizontal. Horizontal, but vertical, it's half or a quarter? I think it's half. Okay. I mean, a 30-foot jump feels low for this. Yeah. The Tarrasque sucks in 5th edition is the point. Yes. Which leads Challenging me- 30 makes no sense. No, which leads me to my topic today, because if you're the Tarrasque, you're just going to run away from that, yeah. right? Do you get experience for alternate defeats of a monster? Mm, no. What I would say is... Just surviving is a different experience pool altogether. So, right, you have success you killed it, success you knocked it out, success you survived, success it fled. Yeah. Different experience lists. I, I, I've done that before with dragons that I've had in campaigns. So if I kill, so if there's a, a evil sorcerer, mm-hmm. bad guy, kill him. Great, I get thousands of experience. Yeah. Knock him out, I don't get the same experience. I mean, it depends. What are you doing? Why, why would you knock him out? To arrest him and take him for judgment at the cleric's So place. I would say that, yeah, you'd get the experience, but if he escapes for whatever reason, it'd be a different encounter because by the next time you find him, he's going to be a much different character. So if you're doing Curse of Strahd, yeah. fighting Strahd, yeah. and he escapes, like he, you, he's, you're going to win, and he sees it, and he flees, yeah. he goes to Batty and leaves, uh-huh. you're not going to give me the same experience as if I killed him? No. Really? No. Interesting. Expand on that. I well, what's there to expand on? I don't think. Why? 
Because he's still alive. Why? He still won. No, but then you could fight him again and get the same experience? Yeah. No. no. Well, he knows now. He'll be smarter next time. You get more experience. He'll be well, better. Okay. Well, that's different. But at the same time, I don't think you should get the experience for killing him. You, you've survived. Uh, surviving is not winning, in my opinion. Well, you, you defeated him. You didn't just survive. Surviving doesn't imply you defeated your enemy. Surviving implies you, you escaped. Yeah, but if he had stayed, somebody could have died. Let me say that. Let's say there's three of you in the party. Yeah, but you're an intelligent monster. You're not going to take the, oh, I'll die, but I'll kill that, that pawn. I'm not saying you're going to. Well, actually, a vampire could because he just escaped in mist form. So that's a silly. Well, you don't know who's got sunbeam. Anywho. Um, or then, a then powerful him, fan. Then they get him as a bat. I mean, anyway. Um, my point being is that you didn't do all the work. You don't get all the experience. But you are the one robbing them of the ability to do the work if your monster is smart enough to flee. Yeah. Or they should have found a way to trap it. Like, if they knew that this guy was going to flee, you know, like all vampires do. So you're playing by Pokemon rules. Yeah. Where oh. if I, I'm fighting this Pokemon... You didn't get the Pokemon, if it, you don't if, get... I, if I kill it, I get the XP. If I catch it, I get none. And if it casts Roar and makes me leave, I get none. Or yeah. if it flees, I get none. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Okay. It's a you problem. It's, no, it's a you fucking problem because I'm gonna give everybody problem. else XP, but not you. Next time that you know somebody flees yeah, when you defeat it. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, I just think there should be alternate ways of winning because I again I, they're getting some experience. We've I'm talked not about saying this they don't get any experience. I don't like the notion of there's two speeds, unconscious and go. I don't like that. Well, then and bad guys you. have a third speed too. They have I'm present, I'm fighting, I'm too smart, and I'm gonna flee. Yeah. Right? You should have more speeds than fight you or die. And if I beat the third speed and I make you and I make you flee and you flee successfully, like I can't hunt you down, you should get the full value of the fight because you probably had to use your resources of the monster to flee effectively. Disagree. You know how much that cleric, the level one cleric, is going to level when this Tarask? Isn't that how much experience do you get for uh, a Tarask? One hundred and fifty-five thousand. So that's what level ten. 11? 12 or something? Uh, What's it? 300, 900, 2700, uh, 50s, no. Customization. 7200 next? Where's, where's the level it table? It jumps crazy. Where's the level table? Page 10, I Yeah, on first level. Okay, there it is. Uh, 14. Oh, shit, okay. Go from 1 to 14. Boom! I, I, feel like, I feel like I read somewhere, I don't know if it's in the DMG or what, that there's like a level max that you can get out of yeah, one counter. Yeah, I think that's, that used to be a thing, I think. You get a level and a half. Yeah. No, is that right? That sounds right. It used to be something like that. Like, yeah. where if you got lucky and somehow did this thing. You could go to a level and a half. I think yeah. that was the third edition thing. Yeah. Because, honestly, if you, like, you're just an air coker, minding your own, do-do-do-do-do, flying through the sky, ba 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 Ooh, a Tarrasque, and you kill it. Boom. Ah, I'm level 14 now. I'm a god. I'm giving every Tarrasque. In any campaign. Uh, holy damage immunity? No. Burrow speed. A burrow speed would have solved this very easily. Breath weapon. Nah, shit. Regeneration. Regeneration, yeah, there you go. Regeneration. Damage reduction. I'm just using the 3.5 one. Fuck this. Really, we should really we should adapt it to 5th edition. Yeah. Because, ah! 5th edition one sucks. It's very, it sucks. It shouldn't be a challenging 30 creature. No, it shouldn't be. It's like, really bad. Dragons are harder than this. Oh, well, it, uh, it would be a red dragon. Red Dragon can't kill the Tarrasque. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it has immunity to non-magical slashing damage, which is a clause and bites and shit, and immunity to fire. Okay. And neither of its attacks are magical, so a Red Dragon cannot 
as a stat block, cannot kill the Tarrasque. Okay. Which is stupid. Because in theory, dra- older dragons should have spells and shit too. Yeah. Fifth edition. What are you doing? We what? love you. I mean, the red dragon would have to pick the Tarrasque up and, and like drop it in the ocean and drown it somehow. What's this con? <laughs> it can hold its breath for a while. Ten minutes. That's a long time. Yeah. It's like a kaiju. I, it's a kaiju. You just throw it in a volcano and let it harden. Not magical fire. No, no, it'll harden it'll around break it. Out. Yeah. Swallow the lava. It'll be like, it'll it be like Rodan. Rodan? Oh, from Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait, Ronan? No. It'll be there for a while and then eventually break out and be like all lava powered and shit. Ooh, lava powered Tarrasque. <gasps> now, see, now we're talking. See, what you do is you're the Tarrasque. You cover yourself in mimics. <laughs> Interesting. Go on. So, like in Cloverfield, when it's dropping the smaller monsters, yeah. you can drop smaller monsters all over the place, yeah. and they handle the things that you're too big to handle. Yeah, I don't deal with the shit. Right, exactly. Like, I can't go into in the buildings and the cracks in between the mountains here, so I'm going to drop my little monsters, mm-hmm. and they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. I've solved it. Mm-hmm. And they can jump really high and hit the air cocoa. There you go. Or you throw them. Can you imagine? Also, I don't think they took into account the Tresk's frightful presence when making that encounter. The rain? 120 Ooh. feet. So, so essentially, that gives the Tresk some time to run away. Yeah, you've got well, you got to make the save once because you're not well. It's a DC 17 wisdom save. You get plus you what? Plus five. Five. Yeah. So you you got to make it one time. Well, you only get one chance. Because if you succeed, you're done. No, because you fly in the direction it's flying. It's running. You just can't go closer. So you Would can run. You weird? can run parallel to it. Well, you can fly parallel to the Tarrasque as it's fleeing, so you just stay the same distance. What if I am to its southern point and it starts running north? I can never get closer. It's, I no, there's no, uh, that's not physically possible. You'd have to go some direction oh. north to catch up to it. Okay, so you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So a smart Tarrasque could. You'd have to run. You could run. You know. So you could get one, you know, again, if the Tarrasque is spending all this effort fleeing, I feel like you deserve the 155,000 experience for defeating it. No. The Tarrasque has used its minimal intelligence you, to tell you, you, Aarakocra Cleric, are a bigger threat to me than a red dragon. You breaking the game I'm is a not... I'm No, that, that's experience. like people that go for uh, infinite loops in Magic the Gathering. I hate that shit. But it's called... Uh, gaming the game? I no, get it. skill. No, it's gaming the game. There's flaws. There's flaws in every game. You've found one, exploited it. Good job. Go do something else. Yeah, kill a Tresk. Okay, great. You killed the Tresk. You're level fourteen. Good. What are you gonna do now? We'll kill another Tresk. <laughs> you have what? You know, no magical weapons or equipment. That doesn't matter. I can kill a Tresk. Yeah, Tresk. There's only one. One fifty-five plus one fifty-five is three hundred and ten. That puts me. No, there's only one. Level nineteen. There's only one. You killed it. What that? Yeah, it comes back from the dead, doesn't it? No. This Tresk sucks. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, don't you feel like by by re- by making it a requisite of killing the enemy to get full value XP that you are making not only it like less opportune for your players to maybe like do something At different. No point. Wait, wait. You're making it less fun for you because you can't have recurring characters because your character your players kill all the NPCs as I've said already they get some amount of experience they don't get all of it what does some amount mean they get some part of the experience there's different experience well, like a, I don't have like an exact 60%, number 60% 50% it depends on what happens 30% 5 there's probably a set amount because I'm 
I'm willing to bet that if I put a character that I plan on recurring in there, I have contingencies for it running away. Because some bad guys, you get both. You kill it, and it comes back. So. Vampire, lich, so whatever. You kill it, and it comes back. So you get the best of both worlds. But some monsters, I don't know, a dire rat. <laughs> you know? You, you just kill or be killed. Yeah. There's no run away. Yeah. Whatever. I feel like you're you're short-selling the alternative victories. I'm not. Um, you will get some experience, but you did not kill the thing. You don't get all the experience. Why is killing a thing the only way to get XP? To get all the experience. To get all the, to do, so, you have to finish the job to get all the experience. Let's go, <clears throat> let's go back to segment one. Doors. Yeah. You talk about getting experience for getting past the door. Yeah. If I smash the door, I get the experience. Yeah, pass the door. If I lockpick the door, I get the experience. Yeah, pass the door. Even though I've defeated the door in different strategies. Yes. What if I go around the door? Then you don't get any experience. Mm. If you find a different way in, you didn't, you know. I'm sure there'll be other skills associated with that, though, going another way. What if I... But if you just walk around a locked door and find a door that is open on the side and come up a different way, you don't get experience for that. Interesting. What if a gaseous form through the door? Does that count as defeating the door? Yeah. All I'm saying is, and you're 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 rightfully in the you're in the right area to disagree with me is, I feel like this is disincentivizing creative solutions from players. What if they agree as a party the only way we're going to beat this thing is to scare it off? Okay. You're just you're going to penalize them. XP? If there's something that that's powerful, are they really going to scare it off? Humor me. Okay. You know, a band of bandits. Okay. And they make an illusion of Godzilla. Okay. Then they would. They would get some amount of experience, but they wouldn't get. Okay. They'd get a different amount of experience than they would get for having killed all of the okay. guys. The difference being, I feel like they would get, you know, maybe less experience for not having done the fight, but they'd get bonus experience for role playing through it. Ah, interesting. All right, let us know what you think about this, because obviously we're not going to agree agree on this because we DM in different ways. Yes. So. Uh, we didn't learn to solve anything. Mm, we we got on topic pretty quickly. In the second Normally segment. I ask you guys to tell me something, but I really don't want to hear about ways you game the game. That's probably my, yeah, no, I that's really... probably my biggest pet peeve of D&D and the internet is people trying to explain how they've figured out a way I to mean, do something I mean, infinite loop using create water and blah, blah. Yeah. Make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. Give us good ratings if you like us. If you don't like us, just don't rate us. How about that? Um, follow us on Twitter Forget at RWD podcast um and feel free to send us topics that you want to hear about i very much want to hear what you guys have to think i want to talk about what you guys want to talk about or you guys are gonna rant dnd rants at rwd podcast at gmail.com and we will see you next time till then Thank you.